And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3 in Saskatchewan is open for business and wants to buy your grain. Find a G3 elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. Well, today, the latest crop report is out. It says seeding is nearing completion in Saskatchewan. A new partnership is announced for Indian Head-based Vale Industries. India temporarily reduces tariffs on Canadian lentils. And the Nature Conservancy of Canada releases a new report on species at risk and says farmers can help save some of those species at risk. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. Saskatchewan farmers made good seeding progress this past week and are nearing completion. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says mostly dry weather enabled farmers to almost wrap up spring planting. There was quite a bit of progress seeding this past week. It, there was limited rainfall throughout most of the province. So currently 96% of the crop is seeded and this is up from 80% last week. And it is actually ahead of the five-year average for this time of year of 92%. So 99% of the crop is seeded in the southwest region. 97% of the crop is seeded in the southeast and west central regions. 95% is seeded in the northwest. 94% is seeded in the northeast. And 93% is seeded in the east central. So seeding is nearing completion. Tell me a little bit about seeding by crop. So when we break the seeding down by crop... Provincially, 99% of the field peas, mustard, and chickpeas are seeded. 98% of the durum, lentils, and canary seed are seeded. 96% of the spring wheat, 95% of the canola, 94% of the flax, 93% of the barley, and 88% of the oats have been seeded. So much moisture this past week? There was not much rainfall this past week, especially in the central and southern regions of the province. The Nielberg area received the highest amount of rainfall this week with 28 millimeters. We've had a lot of wind. Has it been drying out the soil? Yeah, so overall the topsoil moisture conditions have been reducing, and that's due to the strong winds and uh, minimal amount of rainfall. What's the topsoil moisture rating? Cropland topsoil moisture is rated as 1% surplus, 65% adequate, 30% short, and 4% very short. And then the hay and pasture land topsoil moisture is rated as 58% adequate, 32% short, and 10% very short. So how would you best describe crop condition rating? Overall, crop conditions throughout the province are rated as good. And they vary from fair to good, depending on the region of the province that you look at. Some of the smaller seeded crops, such as canola, mustard, and flax, have actually had reduced emergence caused by the wind. The winds have been drying up the topsoil moisture, and this has prevented the seeds from germinating. And there's also been flea beetle pressure on these crops, such as canola as well. So there's been some crop germination problems? There has been some. Just with canola being a smaller seed, it's seeded fairly shallow. So wind has been drying out the soil, and it's also been blowing the soil, so actually lifting the soil away from the seed. What were the main causes of crop loss this past week? 
so most of the crop damage this week was due to those strong winds, dry soil conditions. There have been re- reports of flea beetles throughout the province, and there was also some light frost in the eastern regions of the province. Have you heard of any farmers that had to reseed yet? I haven't heard of any farmers that had to reseed yet. Hopefully we do get some rain soon just to help with that, especially the canola crops. So I haven't heard of any yet. Sarah Tetlin compiles the weekly crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. Indian head-based Vale Industries has announced a new partnership. Business support manager Kendra Crewson says she and husband Peter Crewson have made a partnership with brothers Chris and Grant Halford at Vale Industries. Well, first of all, I'd like to just start with a bit about Vale Industries. They've been around for about 35 years in a variety of forms, and most well-known is the Conserva-Pak Cedars. John Deere bought us out of that and started producing them uh, under the John Deere label in 2009. Now, the new partnership is with the brothers of the founder of Conserva-Pak, Chris and Grant, and my husband and I, Kendra and Peter Cruson. So what does it mean for the company? Our goal is to bring new energy and skills to grow the business, hire more local people to build and strengthen the Saskatchewan economy. So what does Vale Industries do now? We're a local manufacturing company, and we specialize in hopper cones. So that's the hopper that sits underneath the bin for storage of grain. And uh, one of the main ways that we differentiate ourselves is offering on-farm delivery through our dealer network with Flamin Sales and the local co-op. So how are sales of the hopper cones? I see them popping up, it seems, across much of Saskatchewan's grain belt. Yes, sales are strong overall through this unprecedented global event. The forecasted rain this weekend will provide the confidence that our producers need to invest in their grain infrastructure. So we are looking towards strong sales throughout the summer. We've got booked out production into the third week of August now, so we still do have some capacity for new orders before harvest comes through the co-op and through Flamin Sales. How has COVID-19 affected the company? Well, luckily for us, agriculture-related products and manufacturing are both deemed essential services when the pandemic hit, and therefore we have been pretty much business as usual. Uh, We've just moved into a state-of-the-art facility here on the Trans-Canada Highway at Indian Head, and as part of that, we invested in a lot of technology that allowed for our administration and engineering staff to work from home. And those were the folks that were in the office in closer proximity than what was recommended by the province. And that worked out really well. It was still basically business as usual. When you say engineering staff, you get my interest. What other projects, if you can reveal what they are, what are you, else are you working on? Well, we're working on some uh, hybrid hopper cones, which will allow us an advantage on the shipping side. And then the other side of the business, there's two divisions here at Vale Industries, is the aggregate and mining. And we build conveyors for and decks for crushers for crushing facilities where they're making gravel. And that's also used in the construction industry for building highway infrastructure and that kind of thing. Kendra Crewson is the business support manager at Indian Head-based Vale Industries. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. This is Sean Haney with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Previous to COVID-19, there was a consumer interest in the food supply chain. I think COVID-19 really, really heightened that awareness and interest 
We have a new campaign that is being released by the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity. And here to discuss it is Christina Crowley-Arkley. Okay, uh, Canadian Centre for Food Integrity last week launched a new campaign called It's Good Canada. What are you, what exactly are you up to here? What are you trying to accomplish? Campaign like this, It's Good Canada, it, it felt right. You know, we're, we're going through a lot. I think right now everyone realizes that in Canada. And... The timing around food and, and how much it was dominating, you know, headlines before COVID-19, but since, it really made it, us all realize how much of a necessity food is, you know, obviously the staple in our lives, but it really brought up the, the idea that this notion, you know, consumers are are wondering what is available, what's going to be available. And, and so the timing just felt right to launch a campaign like this. Uh, of course, this, this campaign is not just about COVID-19. It's it's starting the conversation about food with consumers in a way more long-term perspective because it, it aims to achieve three things. So first and foremost, we in this campaign, we want to unite Canada's food system. So from the farmer from uh, processor, distributor, retailer, consumer, getting everyone united in this conversation with one kind of one message, you know, collaborating that way. Secondly, it, we wanted to help Canadians understand how our food supply chain works, which a lot of us in our food sector may not even understand fully what the f- food supply chain looks like. And then, you know, most importantly, we just want to start that conversation, you know, so when consumers have questions, they have that, that one area, that one place that they can go to. And so that's why a lot of our efforts around the campaign, it just started last Wednesday, May 27th, but it's, it's all focused a lot around social media because we're realizing that's where consumers are going for these type of conversations and we want to be there representing the food system. So one of the challenges here that I see is that Canadian agriculture is extremely diverse. And the challenge is to try to communicate the complexities of the food system. You know, dairy is different than pulse crops. How, how, how do you intend or what's, what's kind of the strategy or the plan to communicate this in a simple sort of matter of fact way that the consumer can, can you know, intake it, absorb it and, and have a better understanding? Yeah, yeah, you know that's a great question, and I think that's why CCFI is is uniquely positioned to communicate a campaign like this, uh, because CCFI, the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity, uh, has that diversity of membership. So it it has you know not only members from coast to coast, but it has commodities uh, that range you know and represent a ton of different farmers. And so being that one organization that can bring everyone together and realize that yes, while every commodity can be different, at the end of the day, we're trying to communicate the most basic of simple language and messages about food the first being that hey we're here you know i don't think a lot of consumers know that a lot of these commodity organizations exist and so if they were to google something would even the appropriate answers to the questions they have come up and so i think it's just realizing that having that one hub uh so one website one source of information one message to begin is how we start that and then and then eventually down the road you know if, if a few months or a few years from now we're able to have consumers that are asking questions about you know genetically modified organisms and dairy then we can have all those separate conversations but right now it's just to get consumers to see that there's just kind of one umbrella to begin the conversation 
because you're right, it's, it's definitely a challenging, we're, we're a complex industry, but I think what we need to realize to consumers is that they don't see it as complex because they don't even understand that there's all these different commodities and different organizations. They just have the you know, most basic of simple questions about their food. And so we need to be there to answer those questions. Well, yeah, and I, I think one thing that COVID-19 has exposed is that even inside our agricultural bubble, Maybe we didn't understand the food system as well as we thought, right? We, we've been throwing a lot of darts uh, the way of the consumer for not understanding agriculture. But even those of us in the food chain, you know, were unaware maybe that, you know, 50% of the business went to restaurants in a, in a number of the different commodities. And you close a lot of those restaurants and we saw some of the, the impacts and we're still dealing with some of that here still to today, a couple months later. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. We talk about human resources. We can attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather, partly cloudy sky today, wind west 40 gusting to 60, the high 25, the low 6. Sunny tomorrow, the high 24, the low 12. Saturday, increasing cloudiness and windy, the high 24. Saturday evening, rain, windy, and a low 14. Sunday, partly cloudy, 60%. Chance of showers and windy, the high 23, the low 10. Monday, cloudy, 60%. Chance of showers, the high 19. Monday night, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the low 10. Tuesday, 60% chance of showers, the high 15. The low 8 degrees. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 14. Normal high is 22 for this date. The normal low is 8 degrees. The sun rose at 4.50 this morning. It sets at 9.04 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 21. The cold spot, south end, at plus 6. Estevan is 21. Saskatoon, 14. Swift Current, 17. Weyburn, 20. Yorkton is 13. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, mostly cloudy, 17, that's 62 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 36, gusting to 58. Humidity, 43%. The barometer rising, 101.0. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 18 degrees. Winds are from the west-northwest, 42, gusting to 61. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 17, that's 62 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. India will be reducing lentil tariffs from 30% down to 10% on a temporary basis for Canadian producers. The notification has been published by the Indian Ministry of Finance. 
The reduction is expected to be effective until August 31st. The CEO of Pulse Canada, Gordon Bacon, welcomes the change. The bottom line is that uh, Canada and all countries except the United States will have a reduced uh, lentil uh, import duty rate of 10% with a, a 10% tax on, on top of that. So 11% for Canadian lentils and uh, all other origins with the exception of the U.S. from the 2nd of June till the 31st of August. The exception, the U.S. is uh, 30% plus 10%, so 33%. So just in summary, 11% all in for Canadian duties uh, down from 33. Uh, U.S. drops from 55 down to 33. Bacon says the higher duties on the U.S. product is part of trade retaliation. He says the reduced tariff is a good trend. Well, I think... Because the shipment period is relatively tight, because we are really down to very low carryout levels for lentils, uh, and because it doesn't apply for new crop product, I think it probably is uh, both, in my mind, is first a signal that India will adjust these uh, levies when they see domestic prices getting too high. They've not changed anything on peas. I think that's a clear signal that they're not looking for more peas into the market. So these are things that, you know, we're, um, you know, thankful for. And, and I think we'll ask the Canadian government to continue to work with the government of India on clarity regarding the fumigation issue, which has been ongoing for many years. Food inflation is on the rise, and the Indian government also provided one kilogram of free pulses per family during the COVID-19 lockdown. Steep tariffs on pulse imports into India have been in place since November 2017. In spite of the 30% tariff, about 400,000 tonnes of Canadian lentils have been sold to India in the 2019-2020 crop year. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Nature Conservancy of Canada has released a new report today showing there are 36 species at risk in Saskatchewan. The Manager of Science and Conservation Planning at the Nature Conservancy, Matthew Braun, says farmers can play an important role in ensuring species at risk do not become extinct. It's really up to us in Canada to, to work with, uh, with the land managers and uh, and landowners out there to to conserve as much of that habitat as we can. So some of the some of the species that I think people are most familiar with are probably a good example would be like the whooping crane is an animal that only breeds here in Canada, and uh, it's uh, often uh, sighted in in Saskatchewan as it's flying north to its its nesting grounds. And it's always an exciting exciting moment when uh, when you get a call from uh, from a local farmer saying, "Hey, we got that uh, that big white crane that you you were talking about. It's on our field here. It's uh, eating our barley." you know, uh, munching down, which is great. And they're, they're usually excited about that and, and let me know about that. So that's a pretty fun one to hear about. Um, another interesting one is uh, Harris's sparrow. It's, uh, it's a songbird that uh, breeds up in the Arctic, but it does the same sort of thing. It flies through Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is a very important area for those kinds of birds that are moving through. They get a chance to stop over here, uh, rest up, uh, maybe eat a few scraps from the field and then maybe spend some time in some of the windrows and some of the bush that we have here and then head north and to their nesting grounds there. So those are those are some of the ones that are in this report. But of course, there's other species uh, in Saskatchewan that are 
quite important, though they spend time in other parts of the continent as well, things like the um, sage-grouse and the barred sparrow and chestnut-colored longspur. Those are some really unique grassland birds that spend time here in Saskatchewan and that, that really makes Saskatchewan kind of a unique place and, and to good for birders and good for farmers as well. Another one that I think of, and it may not be at risk, but it is the burrowing owl. It was something I wasn't aware of until actually I think it was Prince Philip came to visit and pointed it out. Yeah, yeah, the burrowing owl is a really fascinating species. It actually makes its home in abandoned holes that it um, uh, kind of makes good for itself there. And so it nests not just uh, not in a tree, it's actually nesting in the ground. And uh, it's, a, it's a good one too. It's, uh, it's picking off smaller rodents and insects out there for in the in the pasture land there so it's a it's again a nice welcome site there's also there's another neat one that is a ground nester another ground nesting owl uh in my part of the woods here near near uh, saskatoon that that farmers like to tell me about when they see as well which is pretty exciting what can farmers do to save these important species at risk well i think one of the one of the most important thing is is being aware of what's out there and so it's important that when you when you see something, you, you, you talk to an expert. There's lots of experts out in Saskatchewan that can uh, help you identify those different species. So um, in the case of this report, a number of those uh, endemic species that are, are potentially threatened here in, in, in Canada and in Saskatchewan are insects. And so it's important that when you're, when you're spotting something new uh, around your farm, that you make a call to your local professional agrologist and and speak with them about maybe trying to identify what this what this insect is, and and oftentimes you'll find that it's not it's not threatening your crop at all, and so you can uh, you can rest assured that you don't need to control that everything that you see out there. So it's important to be aware of what's out there, and then I think the other one is to remember that the uh, you know those patches of those wetlands that you have on your farm, the uh, patches of bush and those grasslands that you have on your farm. Those are important for, for all those other critters out there, too. They make their home there, and they need that space to exist. That's the, really the biggest threat to all these species is the lack of habitat. So when you're managing your farm, remember that those areas have value beyond just the crops that we're trying to grow to, to be profitable out there, but those bushes and those wetlands and those grasslands are important for those other species that are important to making a well-rounded environment and, and having a lot of biodiversity there that kind of really makes us, keeps things stable. So you have a whole suite of plants and animals out there to, to keep things stable. I think it's important to remember that this report sort of highlights just amount to how much biodiversity, how much diversity there is here in Saskatchewan. Something I'm always astounded by is that there's over 200 species of bees that are native, uh, native bees here in Saskatchewan. So those are some of those little solitary bees that you see flying around and they're doing their thing. They're pollinating the plants out there and, and providing those types of services and that sort of stability that we need. There's also over 200 types of native grasses here in Saskatchewan, and those two are providing that stable source of forage for our for our livestock producers as well. And, and they're, you know, adapted to our climate, really good at staying there for the long haul. Matthew Braun is the Manager of Science and Conservation Planning at the Nature Conservancy of Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. 
Viterra's prices for canola rose $4.30 at $4.3178. Flax fell $24 at $5.1979. Number one red spring wheat gained $4.07 at $2.2711. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, $2.6639. Feed barley, $1.9371. Lentils, $6.3850. Oats, $2.5917. Yellow peas, 277.89. Feed wheat, 172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose 7.5 cents at 5.27 and three quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integratire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integratire dealers. Now, the latest livestock quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 2nd. Weyburn had a regular sale last week. The butcher market is looking better and better. Hefferet sold from $1 to $1.20. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.85 cents to $0.94. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.75 cents to $0.84. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.75. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.23 to $1.37. We didn't have enough steers to establish an accurate price quotation, but we did have a few heifers. 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $1.67 and sold up to $1.81. 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $1.65 and sold it to $1.89. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 148 to 180 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,300 head, selling in a range of 145 to 171 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 19 to 26 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is down and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar is up six basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3504. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.98 cents U.S. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. This week's public offering of Crown Petroleum Rights generated $442,000 in revenue for the province of Saskatchewan. This is the second of six oil and gas public offerings, bringing the fiscal year total to $2.16 million. The Estevan area brought in the majority of the bid activity, generating $374,000 for 25 parcels of land, totaling 6,600 acres. The Lloydminster area brought in $50,000 for five leases, totaling over 2,800 acres, while the Kindersley area brought in $17,000 for two leases, totaling 1,300 acres. The highest bonus bid was $111,000 or $690 per acre for a 160-acre area north of Lampman. The lease was purchased by Millennium Land and is prospective for oil in the Mydale beds and Frobisher beds of the Madison Group. The next public offering will be on August 11th. Canada's merchandise trade deficit more than doubled between March and April to $3.3 billion. Stats Canada reports exports fell to their lowest level in more than a decade, plunging almost 30% to $32.7 billion. The data reflects the impact of steps taken to slow the spread of COVID-19 as manufacturing companies shut down, retailers closed and energy prices fell. 
On the markets, Canada's main stock index ticked lower in late morning trading as weakness in the consumer staples sector weighed on the market. The TSX Composite Index was down three points at 15,572. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up seven points at 26,276. The Canadian dollar traded for 73.98 cents U.S. compared with 74.05 cents on Wednesday. The July crude oil contract was down 64 cents at U.S. 36.65 per barrel. That's the Resource Report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.